Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Checkerboard Chat. Uh, I'm Trenton Duffer, your sports editor, with uh, Rob Harvey, the assistant sports editor. And today we've got a special guest in Mr. Jonathan Toy, uh, former sports editor here at the Beacon and now uh, an intern with uh, the Knoxville News Sentinel. Living so, the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> so we were all at the game last night, and uh, Jonathan, just I guess since you're the guest, tell us about what you thought about it. All right, quick summary. If you for some reason were like sick, uh, something happened, you missed the game for some weird reason. Tennessee was down 21 nothing. looked terrible. The season's about to be lost. Fans were ready to run Butch Jones out of town. Like a switch flipped. It was like something happened in the locker room. Butch Jones might have like lit a gator on fire, did something, <laughs> get fired up. They come out. This was the best I've seen Tennessee play. And I can't remember the last time mm-hmm. I've seen Tennessee play so well in the second yeah. half. They scored touchdowns on five of their eight drives in the second half. And one of those drives was when they just ran the clock out. They probably would have scored on that one, too. They almost did, yeah. yeah they, uh, did. they just looked really great. Um, who do you guys thought was the best player? There was a lot of options. To me, honestly, I thought um, Josh Malone once again. Yeah. Uh, Malone was up there. Um, I was I, – I won't say he's the best, but I was really impressed with Tyler Bird. Um, yeah. He really stepped up and made some good catches late. Uh, and he didn't drop the ball at all. Like, that's – and, you know, Ethan Wolf, Croom, and Malone, I think Malone had a drop, didn't he? Yeah. Malone yeah, and Malone had a drop, so. I think that was, like, the biggest mistake Malone yeah. has made this year. Other yeah. than that, he's been perfect. He's yeah. been everything that – he's exceeded expectations. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Uh, I'll probably have to go with Derek Barnett just because, I mean, mm-hmm. in the second half alone he had two sacks and I think yeah. two QB hurries as well. And, I mean, he just – he took the yeah. game over. Like, it was it was unbelievable what he did on the defensive side in the second half. And speaking of defense, like, what happened to Callaway? It was – because yeah. I have to watch – I'll have to rewatch like, the second half of that game. But yeah. he didn't get, like, a single target. No, I, I don't even – yeah, I don't even think he got a single target in the second half. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. – I don't know what happened. Like, if he – because I know he got hurt a couple times. He had to come off the field twice. And I don't know what happened if he just – they just were trying to be careful with him, or just they couldn't mm-hmm. get open. I know. I think they. I don't know who they stuck on him. Maybe Mosley. I don't know. He just disappeared. Yeah. Did they? Did they put Buchanan on him at all? I saw That's Buchanan not. on him a couple of times. Yeah. And Buchanan played really, really well. I mean, they yeah. didn't even throw his way because him and Abernathy were both over there. Abernathy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if Abernathy had a tackle honestly because no. they just they didn't throw his way. They tried to throw Mosley and. Kelly's way and mm-hmm. didn't really work in the second half. Yeah, and they burnt Mosley and Martin. Well, they burnt Martin more than they did uh, Mosley, but uh, yeah, they definitely had. They were definitely clicking there in the first half. Florida was with the receivers. Uh, Callaway had, I think, kinda, four catches for yeah. 135 yards in the first half alone. Yeah, and then and then he that was what he finished with, I think, wasn't it? So, I mean, he was everywhere in the first half and just kind of died down in the second half, and that's when the balls really turned on. Uh, you talked about Derek Barnett having the – I think he had three sacks, actually, yeah. in the second half. Uh, so, I mean, and it's it's crazy to see, you know, first three games the Vols had three sacks as a team, and then, you know, in one half Derek Barnett has three by himself. So Well, it's because they're – I think mo- both of those sacks came in third and long situations. Yeah, and right. if I was a Florida fan, I'd be redneck mad <laughs> at the play calling because they went super conservative on yeah. those first yeah. drives. So if you notice, it would be handoff on first and second mm-hmm. down – and then on third down, and like the runs were just like runs over right tackle, yeah. very vanilla. Yeah. Like the playbook just shrunk for Florida. I think they just thought yeah. their defense was good enough to hold on the lead. I don't think they were expecting uh, Florida's secondary to get torched by Tennessee's wide receivers. But the play calling for Florida was really conservative, and Florida got a lot in like third and long pass, pass, uh, situations and passing downs where Tennessee yeah. could blitz and 
Bob shoot blitzes on every play. He just <laughs> he sends does, yeah. he sends like eight or nine guys every play, it seems yeah. like. And in the passing downs, Florida's offensive line just showed they couldn't block Derek Barnett. Yeah. Barnett almost had an interception. Yeah, he too. did there he right in the end zone, right at the end of the game. Yeah. He he said after the game he was gonna be thinking about that one for a while because he was really mad about that. But yeah, yeah. I think I don't know, I just Florida just even defensively, they kinda got soft. Like they gave the wide receivers mm-hmm. a lot of cushion and they definitely took advantage of that like the Josh Mullen slant pass on third down on mm-hmm. third down that scored the touchdown I mean the guy gave him like a eight yard cushion and so by the time he came up to him yeah. Malone was caught the ball and was gone so I mean I think they just kind of got soft offensively mm. and defensively in the second half and kind of lost it I also noticed there was really no safety help I don't know right. well I'll have to watch again like I said I've I've just seen the highlights but I'll just see what they're doing with like the safeties because there's no safety help with Juwan Jennings. Once he mm-hmm. caught that, mm-hmm. it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no safety help with uh, Malone. And then like Ethan Wolf, he just burned his man, yeah. and there was no safety it, help. He over was the on. He, I think a linebacker was covering him, which you probably should have a safety helping out if a linebacker. And that was also mm-hmm. a great throw by Dobbs. Yeah. He put it because if he underthrows that, that's gonna be interception. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there's a danger of like overthrowing it. He like lifted yeah, it, was, it up, allowed yeah. Ethan Wolf a chance to go up and catch it. That might have been, like, one of the nicest passes I've yeah. seen from Dobbs. Yeah. yeah, and Dobbs has those passes at times where he'll, you know, he'll thread the needle and really make, like, an accurate pass. But then there are sometimes he'll, you know, throw it a mile over the player's head. There was that one, I think it was the third quarter, maybe it was their second quarter or something. He was under center, and they were at the 15, I think, and he dropped back, like, did a three-step drop and threw it and – it landed in, like, the first row of the stands. Oh, yeah, yeah. He threw it in, like, the, in the corner. in the first half. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like those two interceptions were really bad. Like, yeah. they were – the especially the – I guess it was the – was it the first one in the end zone? That one yeah. was really, really that bad. Because, I mean, it was to Jawan Jennings, but there was no one – I mean, it was right mm-hmm. to the Florida guy. And then the second one, I know his arm got hit. But, I mean, he – other than that, I mean, he played – Josh Dobbs played incredible. I was about to like, say, I he, think – Game ball goes to Josh yeah, Dobbs. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the comeback happens if Dobbs is always as an even right. yield. He's always mm-hmm. composed. The interceptions don't really phase him. He's yeah. He has the confidence to bounce back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of, I think, like jump-started the team. And you also notice that Dobbs is a lot better when he has time right. to pass. Yeah, which the offensive line gave him a lot of time this they time. Did. And they did. I think I think one of Dobbs' better passes, which people really haven't been talking about, was the – Passed him alone over on the sideline. I can't. Remember. It was in the second half where he underthrew him on purpose and did back shoulder. Oh yeah, so, back shoulder. Threw and and, and yeah. Malone, yeah. Malone just kind of pushed the guy off a little bit and was right there because mm-hmm. Dobbs threw it absolutely perfect. I thought that was a designed like great play. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about Dobbs running last night, Jonathan? Um, I noticed they didn't start actually running him until Tennessee was down. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the play where he's the most effective when it was a, a ten. Right after he's making those passes, um, yeah. Florida's probably thinking, oh, he's actually a real quarterback now, and they might have forgot that he run. But he did a zone read perfectly mm-hmm. when they are up 10, that gained right. 20 yards. Yeah, yeah, right down the middle of the And field. then, of course, yeah. he just, like, drove people five yards for the end zone. So mm-hmm. his running was good. He had 80 yards. Um, but I think, like, his ability to pass was what really um, was the – X factor in this game. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I mean, I think what helped was that they actually tried shots downfield because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in the first half, those passes were a little like six, seven yard passes, but when they started throwing the ball downfield and throwing those long balls, it was opening up. And the Florida secondary, all those guys were getting hurt and cramping yeah. up and getting hurt. Tabor got hurt. And I think 
Quincy Wilson had to come out of the game at one point, and I don't know. I just feel like if they throw the ball downfield, they have so much more success. Why were the Florida players cramping? Isn't it like yeah, always like a hundred degrees? Yeah, when they, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, they were always miserable down in Florida. <laughs> they just like practice in an air-conditioned indoor facility the whole time. I mean, there was like four or five players who went down with yeah. cramps. I mean, Butch Jones. Butch Jones has a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense or mm-hmm. just like cliched, but the one really good point he made was that he thought conditioning was a factor mm-hmm. yeah. and that probably was true because they weren't cramping and they looked a lot more mm-hmm. fresh and, and right. of course they were totally whipping Florida in every aspect yeah. of the game so of yeah. course they're going to have more energy mm-hmm. and speaking of whipping Florida just how how surreal was it to see that fourth quarter like the, at the yeah. end of the third and see that fourth quarter just seeing what Tennessee was doing to Florida and just right. Thinking, because usually Tennessee's in the reverse position, and yeah. Florida's just having its way. Especially yeah. in the second half, the last few years, the second half, Florida has just taken like Tennessee. Like I know in 2012, I think, and then a couple other times, Tennessee's been up first half, and yeah. then the second half, Florida just takes over. So kind of to see the reverse was yeah, it was a pretty cool sight to see, and I mean. It, you could just see it on all the fans. Like, I know we were down on the field with, like, five minutes left. And just looking around, they were all just, like, so relieved. I know walking yeah. back from the game, like, I was walking down on the strip. And people – it was kind of quiet just because people were like, I don't know what to do because we've yeah. ne- this hasn't happened in so long. Yeah. People were just so stunned about it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, fans and everything were in, like, the third and fourth grade, fifth grade maybe. Uh, last fourth time, grade yeah, for me. Yeah, it was fourth grade for me. Like the last time Tennessee, you know, beat Florida, so I mean, it, it, you you don't really know how to act because it's not something that you've ever experienced, you know, as a college student. So, yeah. but it was it was a really great time. A lot of a lot of couches burned. <laughs> yeah, I saw some photos. I yeah. What did, what did you guys do after the game? I went to bed. I'm just gonna be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna I, be. I walked yeah. on the strip. I'm like, oh, it's kind of crowded, and I went to. My friends, for some reason, like Cool Beans. Yeah. I've not been a wait, dude. Does this does Cool Beans sponsor our podcast? They do not. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I always think Cool Beans is a bit overrated. Uh, so my friends like, yeah, we're at Cool Beans, and I get there, and I see like the line is super long, and yeah. everyone is kind of obnoxious and drunk, and yeah. I've I've been up since eight. I'm right. saying, well. I'll just have to help have people tell me what the mm-hmm. celebration was like. I'm I'm heading to bed. Yeah, honestly, I walk after I finished writing. I walked back to my apartment and walked through the strip, and the, I I don't know. I could tell I just really didn't want to get yeah. involved with it. So I, I went back and watched the end of the Arkansas A and M game, which wasn't much of a game. <laughs> yeah. I know Texas A and M like blew that te- game open. Yeah. That's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one for the yeah. for the Vols with it is because especially yeah. if they play that way. Trevor Knight had like 139 rushing yards. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, after the game, I went to. Um, what is that place? It's a, I don't know how to say this word. Paleo. Paleo's, Paleo's yeah. Grill. Yeah, I oh, went yeah. there. That place. Yeah. Is, that place. My is parents boss. like. My, and my parents. Yeah, and my parents paid for it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> my I grandparents was, paid for Calhoun's today. So oh, we're all wow, living life right amazing. now. I had some spaghettios at eleven forty-five. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, my parents paid for like I got a steak and a baked potato mm-hmm. and like my brother did too and I. I know I took half of mine home, and I took the rest of his home. So I've got, like, two potatoes and two steaks waiting for just, me. Just a quick Playo's sto- Grill, if you want to sponsor this podcast, Trenton just gave you, like, yeah. two minutes of free advertising. It's amazing food. Just a quick story about this man at the game, because we always love me- telling stories, making fun oh of Trenton. God. So we're s- I'm sitting there listening to Jalen Reeves Maven talk about the game afterwards. And Trenton's supposed to be over there recording, I think it was Danny O'Brien or somebody. And I feel this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, yeah. and he goes, I gotta go, and I was like, "It's like halfway through the interview process." He goes, "I gotta go," and he I just got, takes his backpack and leaves. Didn't see him all right, again. In my defense, <laughs> I, I was talking to Jay Sean Robertson. 
I got everything I needed from him to write a story. I wrote a good story. Scratch that. I wrote a story. I don't know if it's good or not. And we'll let the readers. Yeah, we'll let the readers tweet at the beacon. Yeah, <laughs> great story, good or not. We'll yeah. get a poll. We'll going. get a poll going. The Daily Beacon will get a poll going up after this. Yeah. So <laughs> check story, good or bad. Check out my story and Rob's story on the Daily Beacon. And Jonathan's on and the Jonathan's on NewsSentinel.com. But um, yeah, I got everything I needed, and like my parents texted me, and they were like, "Hey." Oh, and speaking of texting me, I left my phone at the house. So I had my dad's old flip phone, and so they, like, text me, and I'm sitting there trying to type out, you know, like, on his phone about, you know, I'm ready to go. And they were like, well, if you don't come on now, you're going to have to walk home. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, uh, fine. And so I just left, and then we went to we went out to eat, and it was just it was a great night. We had a good time. And, you know, fans, myself included, are just, we're still kind of ecstatic about this win. But I don't know how to act about it anymore. I'd like to uh, issue an apology. snap and clear, you know. (laughs) Actually, no, no. They give the players a day to savor the win or reflect on it. So that's the day. But when Monday comes, you're walking in that media room. You're focused on Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) You're focused on writing about Georgia. You're doing research on why Georgia's looked so awful the past three weeks. I think my favorite part after the game was uh, Seth Stokes walking into the uh, media room afterwards talking about how many little butches were going to be made after uh, oh, yeah. after that win tonight. That Ooh. was that was something else with their little crew cuts. and <laughs> a lot of, It was quite the, uh, yeah, quite the there, conversation. I'm sure there were a lot of, um, we'll just say, happy people last yeah. night. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say a lot of happy people last night. So <laughs> there probably will be. In about nine months, you'll see some Butches, some Alvins, <laughs> some Jalen, <laughs> Todd Kelly the third. So. <laughs> I swear he's related to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'd like to uh, while we're while we're on the subject here, I'd like to issue an apology to uh, Colton Jumper. I bashed yeah. that man for three weeks now, and he was behind Derek Barnett. He probably was the best player on the defense. He probably like, dedicated his performance to you. Yeah, if he's I know. Made available, he's like yeah. that jerk in the beacon <laughs> kept like making ragging on me. I, yeah. I ripped him pretty bad, but no, he put I hung the paper up in my <laughs> in my apartment. All the articles he wrote. That's for you. He played really well. He, I mean, he in that second half, he played. He played with fire. He was pretty impressive, honestly. There was one where he lit a player up, and that Florida's drive. They scored a touchdown that drive, but and oh, in that third down, it was still twenty-one to three. Fans were still kind of miserable, probably like considering you know leaving, which a lot of people did. Well, hope not. Um, (laughs) And uh, and Colton Jumper and Colton. Oh wait, was I allowed to say that? Should I? Say? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's just let's just move let's on. Let's just pretend that never um, happened. <laughs> Colton, and then uh, Colton Jumper makes that big stop on third and one. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of going to go down yeah. as one of the, oh, yeah, um, hit the mm-hmm. running like, back, underrated yeah. plays. Of yeah, the game. that was a very good play. Yeah. So, Jonathan, I heard your uh, I heard your mom left early. Oh yeah, she. Well, for her credit, <laughs> oh. she was with my grandfather, and yeah. my grandfather, and they let my grandmother hates going to games because. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets really loud, and she doesn't really like crowds. So she was at the she was at home by herself, mm-hmm. and my grandfather isn't like leaving her alone for a long time, which is sweet. And my grandfather <laughs> also can't really handle crowds all that well. Mm-hmm. So and he gets really sad when Tennessee loses. He doesn't get mad. He just gets sad. So yeah. when it was twenty, they stayed in the third quarter when Dobbs threw the interception, and she just probably thought, oh well, I've seen this scene before, <laughs> you know, eleven straight times. Let's yep. just go. And then um, when they're riding back on the shuttle, that's the, the game was on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when Juwan Jennings got um, 
got the um, 67 yard yeah. touchdown. Yeah. And my grandfather said he said he's like, well, I guess I was a good luck. I guess I was bad luck for them. <laughs> it's a good thing yeah. I left. He was happy. He was still happy. He said. Me leaving was what was needed to end the streak. Yeah, and that's how a lot of people have treated this. Like, a lot of people who left, they're not saying, oh, man, I left and, you know, I didn't get to see Tennessee win. They're saying, well, I guess I was the curse. Yeah, I was the curse, yeah. So, whatever, I mean, whatever ha- I mean, whatever does it for them. And also, all the curses seem to, like, mm-hmm. balance each other out yeah. or cancel each other out because yeah. you had Checker Neyland, uh, <laughs> Smoky. the Smoky Mountain helmets. Yeah, yeah. you had uh, um, College Game Eye Day. Black. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was... All the gimmicks. Oh, yeah, so many gimmicks. So, so Jonathan, what did you think about, uh, real quick, after the game, Butch calling out the uh, local media? Yeah, I was going to say that. I rewatched that, and I have a theory. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Butch's frustrations is mostly directed toward the fans, because yeah. everything he says is kind of... Because the local media has been critical, but they haven't been, like, over the top. I mean, the yeah. most critical person, probably, everyone would say is John Adams. And he said By they were going 11-1. <laughs> and one. and yeah. Yeah. I read all of his stuff, because I think John Adams is tremendous. Yeah. Free Knoxville News publicity. <laughs> um, and, oh, what did he say? Uh, the producer's writing. Okay, so if you don't know <laughs> um, what Butch Jones said, afterwards, he just randomly says, I want the local media to understand that we have something special here. Yeah. And he said, this was like, he said something about how, like, yeah, he said- them building... A- uh, the local media yeah. building this game up was like yeah, over, it was um, it was kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, and there was a lot of national media in there. It wasn't just yeah. like local media. But he says, "I want the local yeah. media to recognize that we have something special here and how resilient this team is." <laughs> and he's looking, he's staring right at the pe- like I know he's staring right at the new Sentinel people, mm-hmm. all the Maryville people. He's staring right. at I mean, it was like. I mean, he knew who yeah. who exactly he was talking yeah, about. He, he was talking about us. Yeah, he wasn't talking like CBS and you know, ESPN. All that. He and all was that, well. No. My theory is is a lot of the negative stuff he's coming from is not from the local media. It's mm-hmm. from the fans yeah. and it's from the yeah. message board. The media oh, on yeah. BallQuest and two four seven can't control right. what Big Orange. 89, born 89 or user big orange 89 <laughs> is saying fire the whole team and they all are losers yeah. they can't control that I think most of his anger is directed toward the fans but if he came out and said mm-hmm. fans I want you to appreciate your team more and support these boys yeah, then that he would get blasted yeah, that yeah. you can't you can't criticize the fans no matter how awful yeah. they can be so I feel like he kind of uses he takes out all his frustrations what he hears mm-hmm. from the fans on the local media and he kind of directs some of the fresh criticism he hears from the Vol fans and directs it or yeah. focuses it on the media. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's bad about that sometimes. But man, you beat Florida, you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you could have took his shirt off and yelled, This yeah. is Sparta and <laughs> yeah. people would have given I mean, him a pass. I mean yeah. the Vols have gone through two coaches since he's been here and well, one coach and then one just left. So yeah. I mean, you know, moving forward though, I think you said earlier Chubb wasn't going to play. This well, Saturday. it hasn't been confirmed, but they said it's a really bad sprained ankle, which, yeah. you know, I feel bad for him because he's a really good ball player. And yeah. like, now twice, like in once in the, in the first game mm-hmm. last year, now if he doesn't play, like he's going to miss the Tennessee game. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that could be big for yeah. Tennessee. Well, speaking of Georgia, this Florida game had a very similar feel to the Georgia game last year. And we all know yeah. that Georgia game was what changed the season around. Mm-hmm. And that kind of lit a spark under the team. And with the exception of South Carolina, they came out and took care of business. Right. They gave Alabama a scare. That's all that people expected them to do. Yeah. They could have won that game. But other mm-hmm. that one loss, which is very excusable, and a shaky performance against South mm-hmm. Carolina, they took care of business and just dominated the rest of the games on that schedule. Yeah. So Vol fans are hoping that since this game was very similar to that game, that the second half performance just lit, light a spark over there and they figure out, hey, 
we're good. If we protect Dobbs, Dobbs is a good quarterback. Right. Yeah. And the defense continues to play lights out. And if Darren Kirkland comes back, then, you mm-hmm. know, you could probably, like, rotate with him with Colton Jumper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tennessee could yeah. go on to have – a tremendous season, and if they beat Georgia, they're going ten and two. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, I think probably. I think the A and M and the Alabama games are going to be. I, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know how to feel about this hey, Georgia game. Only focus your job as yeah, a reporter. Focusing, yeah, as one, a game, reporter, one game at a time. One game at a time. The Georgia game is the most important quote, because it's the next game. To quote Todd Kelly, it's one play, one game at a time. You know, yeah, I got yeah. one play in the press box. Yeah. You have to analyze one play and move on to the next. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how to really feel about this Georgia game because I feel like I mean I feel like they could come in really down because they Ole Miss absolutely blasted Ooh. them yesterday like it, it was did. bad. But I also feel like they could come up fired up because they're ready to like <laughs> show everybody. But I don't know. I don't really think Georgia is to the point where Kirby Smart Kirby Smart wants them. I don't think they're yeah. SEC East like champion caliber. And so yeah. I think I think Tennessee wins. I think. I don't really know what predict- prediction, but I think they kind of pull away at the end and win yeah. pretty handily. If because I think they will play like they did in the second half, I think they carry that momentum in and handle them pretty mm-hmm. easily. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Jacob Eason does against this Tennessee secondary. Like, I mean, um, Appleby, he is like, he's nowhere near Eason's skills and. I don't, I, mean, I, I don't know, Eason. I mean, Eason's just okay right now. He's going to yeah. be a good player, but yeah. he's just well, he's a freshman. Eason's just okay, and he's already like leagues better than Appleby. Appleby is. I'm sorry if he's listening, but he's terrible. Uh, he was terrible in the second, second half. half. He was yeah. making some nice – Those throws to Callaway. I mean, Callaway was getting He was throwing open. some dimes yeah. in the first half. Yeah, yeah here and there. Uh, but, yeah, Eason definitely, I feel, is the better quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see. Well, yeah, Eason shows up in yeah. the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least against Missouri. Appleby just totally did a no-show and yeah. threw that terrible pass to Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. That was so – Like, I he mean, avoided the sack. He, he did a good job to away because no yeah. one was open. And then – he was still on the run. He just should have thrown it away. He tried to force a throw. That was Callaway's one target. Yeah. He threw it to Cal- He tried to throw it to Callaway okay, on that okay. one. Yeah, I remember but it was that still now. a terrible yeah. throw. He shouldn't have made it. And that's what got the crowd really going. Yeah. Uh, my friends in the student section. Sorry, my back was itching. I don't know if I was allowed to do that. Yeah, you but, uh, um, my friend in the student <laughs> section that said that it was the loudest yeah. when he intercepted that. And I think that was a big mm-hmm. momentum changer. I think that's when Florida was saying, oh, Tennessee's about is dominating us. And yeah. yeah, I think that's when you could just kind of see it was like, okay, this game's this game's over. I think Tennessee's yeah. got it locked up. Uh, crowd noise, I couldn't – I mean, because you really can't tell as much from mm-hmm. the press box. But from what I heard was – I heard Oklahoma last year was louder. But I heard it was pretty loud here. But yeah. I heard that Oklahoma was louder last year. Yeah, so, I don't, I don't I don't know how that happens either. I mean, I guess it's just kind of. I think because some people did leave. Yeah. And also against Florida, Oklahoma, it was more. Tennessee got out early. Yeah. Um, that got a lot of people excited. That there just wasn't the same sense out. of yeah. dread that you have for Florida because even with six minutes to go, 17 points, there's probably still Vol fans mm-hmm. saying, well, six minutes is a lot of They're time nervous, to screw, yeah. screw things up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know when the, uh, they got the ball back there with like three minutes left and. Ten, a 10 point game you looked at me and said oh perfect amount of time for Tennessee to screw this up somehow <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah uh, but but Tennessee didn't screw it up Callaway screwed it up because yeah. yeah. first off Callaway just ensured that <laughs> winning would have been a low probability because he fair he fair <laughs> caught it at the <laughs> he did that twice and he, he did that twice and he fumbled the and the second time. one was literally on the one yard line just yeah. let it bounce <laughs> and through the end zone 
Yeah. And if it like bounces high or bounces low, that's just a bad luck for you. Yeah. But calling a fair catch at the one, and I don't know if y'all that have, just negates all of your positives. I don't know if y'all have heard the broadcast. Uh, Vern, Vern and Gary, they're over there, and they're both just rotating, going, "What is he doing? What is he doing?" They're just yelling. They didn't go ninety-nine yards with three fifty, yeah. and yeah. wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, but. Yeah. No, Trent, Trent can go. I'm reading what he's writing. <laughs> yeah, Verna. <laughs> Talk about next game. Okay. Okay, well, let's wrap up. The All right, Florida let's game. wrap it up. Until, all right, it was a great win for Tennessee. Uh, it's going to be a great win for the program going forward. Uh, this is one of those, like, staple one of the, wins. One of the biggest that, wins in 10 years, honestly. Yeah. Biggest is. win. Biggest win since 2007, Georgia. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, next game, it'll be interesting. Like I said, uh, Easton against that secondary. How Georgia responds after getting blown out by Ole Miss, and you know they're like Tennessee and Georgia are on two different spectrums right now. Like Tennessee can't go, like they can't go any higher. They're at the top, and uh, Georgia's when, kind of you know at their low when point. Georgia Tennessee games always get <laughs> yeah. weird though, because yeah. it always feels like the team that's supposed to win yeah. lays a dud. Like yeah. 2004, you have to go back way far, but yeah. Yeah. Tennessee yeah. got their butt kicked by Auburn. Auburn yeah. Georgia just dominated LSU. Yeah. Uh, Georgia everyone, had like a 17 game Georgia, home streak. Yeah, yeah they're a 17 game winning streak, winning I think. Streak, yeah. They were ranked number three in the country, one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. Tennessee goes out there and wins. Um, 2013, Georgia looked great, then half the team yeah. got injured. And so Tennessee Georgia games are just weird. You, yeah, they are. That's why I shy away from making any prediction yeah, on yeah. this game. Yeah. You just have no idea what's yeah. going to happen based on the past. Yeah, I think Tennessee can win this game. No, they I should win, not they can. Should win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. <laughs> I'll say should. Yeah, they should win, but it, it's going to be interesting to watch, and I'm excited for it. So uh, that's all the time we have for this week. Enjoy this win. Enjoy this Don't win. focus on Georgia until Friday. No. Save all the newspapers. Save the beacon on Monday. Hang up the new Sentinel in your apartment. Newspapers aren't dying. They're a vital part of today's <laughs> society. They're super awesome. <laughs> Jonathan, it's been an honor to have you on. It's been great to have you back. Awesome. I feel like we created some magic here. We I did. Too. Yeah, we did create some good. magic. Yeah. Fireworks are flying. <laughs> so, again, I'm Trenton Duffer. That's Rob Harvey. You can read Jonathan Toy's work at the Knoxville News Sentinel, or you can go to the Daily Beacon archives and read some of his stories from last year. Wrote a really good feature on Dobbs last year. So don't read past. Don't read before junior. Don't read before junior year. There's some really <laughs> bad. There's some really rough times. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you again next week.